Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Blaine and Mickey, powered by all four seasons garage doors. Blaine and Mickey with Blaine Bishop and Mickey Ryan on 104.5 The Zone. Good afternoon and welcome into Blaine and Mickey. My name is Brad Hopkins. I'm filling in for Mickey Ryan today. Of course, Blaine Bishop is side saddling. You got us for the next couple of hours. In the first hour, we're going to dedicate that to you. It's our reaction to the Titans' last game on Sunday. It wasn't their last game, but the last game they played on Sunday. Yeah. And we'll be catching up with Coach Mack for his reaction in hour number two. Yeah, the Mack attack. Yeah, yeah. Mac yeah. Attack. Hope everybody had a nice holiday. Yeah, so, man. How was Christmas? Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was good, man. You know, got family in. Uh, you let Santa in? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, Santa came on in and said, ho, 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 and bye, bye, bye. Now, see, Santa would have got <laughs> shot in my neighborhood when I was a kid. So I, did, I was, I was wondering about that. About the neighborhood you live in now? No, the one I lived in as a kid when I believed oh, in well, Santa. Excuse that, me. I thought we were listening. talking about, you know, today. When, when Santa was, you know, in my age, when we were of, of the Santa age, oh, okay. I always wondered, we don't have a fireplace. And my parents had to lock the door with a double lock with a key in it. How is Santa getting in? Mm. These are questions that I was asking. Mm. Nowadays, they, the kids Google it and yeah. they find out what's going on with Santa. But Santa was good. He was cool. It was yeah, great. Santa, Santa just came through the front door. She would leave it unlocked for him. Oh, that's man. nice. Not, oh, so that's how you know, okay. That's how it was explained that's to you. How, yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, man, I don't know about that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I just got my gift. So I was super happy. So you remember um, Talladega Nights when um, uh, Cal Naughton, took Ricky Bobby's wife. Yeah. And the kids were like, yeah, two Christmases. Mm-hmm. Well, my kids have always had that situation for most of their lives, right? Oh, but this okay. year, we combined it. Oh. Yeah. So my wife and I went over to uh, my ex's house mm-hmm. and, and her husband. Uh, Blended family. Hosted, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hosted Christmas and my parents got to come over and uh, the kids were there and it was just great. You know, it was awesome being able to be in one, under one roof. You know, mm. We don't normally get to do that. We did it for Thanksgiving this year, too, so it just made sense that we did it again for Christmas, too. But it was great mm-hmm. to having everybody together under one roof. Yeah, that's always picks. a great time. That's what, you know, holidays are about. Amen family, yes. Absolutely. We are family. And watching football. And, and watching basketball, if you want to watch basketball. There was a lot of basketball games. Three NBA. games, yeah, bro. The NFL, it was, it was nice. So what you think of, um, so it seemed like. I didn't watch like, too much of the other games, but right. I was trying to enjoy my time. But <laughs> definitely was at the Titans game, though. So we'll, we'll get into the Titans game in just a second. The Chiefs and the Raiders didn't see that coming, but uh, maybe the, the curse of Taylor Swift has, has taken full effect on the Chiefs because <laughs> they lost it again. I saw him drop a couple passes, too. Yeah, right? yeah. And he was yelling at Lyman and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, well, you know what? I, I think um, in that game, I did watch that game a little bit more closely just because it's Mahomes and, and Kelsey and, and Andy Reid, who was a former coach of mine who I really respect a lot. is a really great human being, great guy to play for. Uh is Mahomes now, I think, has gotten spooked. The Raiders got after him so early in this game, mm-hmm. he stopped going through his progression reads and really went through panic mode. That yeah. means he not only didn't trust his receiver because they've been dropping ball, he didn't trust his offensive lineman. 
Have you ever been in a situation, you were so good, so, but there was there times that you felt like the quarterback didn't trust, and maybe this is a play, but now just take that, I think that's what happened the entire game, and they got after him. The Raiders front four really got after him, and I think he got a little spooked, like he wasn't going through his progression. He's like, one guy wasn't open his first read, and then he just got jittery a little bit. I think it was a little more on Mahomes uh, than anything else. It's hard, but when you don't have that trust, Tell you what that can do to a quarterback there, B-Hop. Lack of rhythm throws. Mm-hmm. You know, when you drop back and that back foot hits and the ball comes out because you know where it's going, the receiver understands exactly where he's supposed to be, da 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 There was a lot of improv. Yes. There was a lot of Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes doing Patrick Mahomes-type Mahomes stuff, uh-huh. but there has to be some consistency, and we didn't see that. Now, credit to defense from the Raiders. Oh, yeah, no, credit. I give them much credit. We talked about your boy um, before the show started, Antonio Pierce. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, Should yeah, my he guy, get the man. job? What do you yeah. think? Interim head coach right now after they let uh, – I want him to get the job. I don't want him to make the same mistake they made last year when the, or two years ago with the special teams coach did a real good job, oh, and yeah. then he ended up going to Green Bay as their yeah. special teams coordinator. He was – forgot his name off the top of my head, but he did a fantastic job. And I think Antonio Pierce – is doing the same, maybe even a little bit better. I think he relates to the players they play for him. He's four and three as a head coach, um, but you know the interim never gets the head coach job, so that's kind. I'm conflicted because I'm friends with him, so I want to see him do well and get the job and show yeah. he can do it. And if it doesn't work out, guess what? You're probably not, you know, paying you know gobs of money. So what was the roll the dice and see if you can continue this? I just think he's doing this with really no quarterback. I mean, I don't think O'Connell's going to be the. You know, he was at Purdue. Which was he there with your son? Oh yeah. Uh, I think he's a good quarterback, but I don't think he's a starting quarterback in this league. I think he's a rhythm thrower type guy. He doesn't have a big arm, but he did a great job in college and is doing an okay job. Just don't know if he is the guy. And Garoppolo, I think they've kind of just said that, that project is yeah. over with, you know, with him being injured and everything else. So, you know, what can you do? And he gets a fresh start. So maybe they think either he gets a fresh start with a new quarterback or a new coach. So I just want to give him a shot. You know, because nice time starts over. You know, you get a good three-year window there. Yeah. Maybe you get to, you know, at least a year, <laughs> hopefully. But I yeah, I'd love like, to see the Raiders do well. I, you know, it's just the Raiders. I mean, you know, the Raiders. Raiders. Man. I, yeah, and they beat the Chiefs in Kansas City. In KC. Yeah, so that yeah. that's big. That's pretty big in division, too. You see Travis Kelsey moon the Raiders fans? <laughs> no, this happened? <laughs> yeah, he dropped He dropped trial. He didn't drop, like, you know, share um, fleshy. Moon, but it was more of the grays. He pulled out his pants and you know showed the grays to the because they were they were saying that uh, that Patrick Mahomes is a fraud, and they told Kelsey he needed to block. You know they're really kind of getting under his nerves, oh, yeah, like Raiders they, fans. Well, you do. know how the Raiders fans they are crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy with the painted face may be a lawyer. Oh, Don't get it confused. Shut your mouth. No, absolutely. I know a couple of them. I'm like that was you. Yeah, you didn't see my face You're painted. Like, what the heck? No, I'm serious. It's not just crazy wild fans. It's I mean it's some. Holla, man. You you just never know, man. Now, some of them are, are trickling into Nissan Stadium. We still see some painted yeah. faces. Yeah. Joseph, what you got? You, I hear you over there ready to say something. So w- with Travis Kelsey, I know a big thing after this game was, oh, Travis Kelsey looks washed. He looks like he's ready to retire. I don't think it's that. I think it's the fact that the Chiefs don't have any other options. You can't. Patrick Mahomes can't trust his wide receivers right now. They've let him down so much. So who who's the one guy? If you're Patrick Mahomes, you're going to go to if you need if you need a must a, a must throw. No, that's a good that's a good point it's because Travis defense Kelsey. will take yeah defenses will take Travis Kelsey away because they know that he's Patrick's only trusted receiver so to speak. And well, he's not said like they're still going to target him though. That's right, what he said. Well, and and you have to because he's still a you know a really really good tight end and and gets them out of a lot of situations. But you have to be able to go deep, right? Travis Kelsey is not running a go route. Yeah. 
You know, he's not run, he's not on the edges not there right. really pressing the defense. And they were doing a lot of, like, screen plays to him. Just like yeah. Qu- yeah, I didn't quick, like those bubble screens Quick little, quick little, little bubble screens worked. to him. And, I mean, he was just getting swarmed. You know why? Because it, mm. I, I think it was very predictable that they're going to get this ball to Travis Kelsey and try to let their playmaker do something. Exactly. Because, tra- because Patrick Mahomes can't trust any of the other wide receivers because they've let him down so many other times this season. Right. As that alone, he wasn't trusting his offensive line. Yeah. Uh, so here's what I'll say about Travis Kelsey. I think we're seeing the first signs of him having uh, a little bit drop down in his ability. Uh, nothing major, but it, it's, it's definitely he is not the king of the hill to me anymore. He's had too many drops. I've watched too many games, and uh, that doesn't happen. Either that or he's pressing, pressing to make plays because everything else is not going right around him. Uh, so he feels like he has to do it himself. I mean, I know a lot of people talk about the swift and the distractions and all that. But when you get on the football field, most players are, especially a guy of his ilk and yeah. his talent and his ability, usually that they go into their world and that's their focus and they do a really good job. So I think we're just saw, seeing a little bit ticking, maybe because it, more pressure on him because of the outside guys not making plays for him. He yeah. needs one other guy really – they can uh, open it up for him, and I think now he's starting to press. I, 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 it's really hard to say if he's losing a little step or if he's just not concentrating. But this happened multiple games. I'm, I want to say three games. I've seen him watch. I mean, drop two different passes when I've watched them play, yeah. which is very abnormal for him. This isn't the same team that people at the very beginning of the season prognosticated right. them representing the AFC in the championship. They wanted to run it back, right, against the Eagles, but not so much this year. Now, the Eagles took on the Giants yesterday and did what they were supposed to do. It wasn't like a, a close game. I mean, to a degree it was. At least they made a game of it. Yeah, Tyra Taylor came in once they uh, benched yeah. uh, Tommy DeVito, yeah. and they had a chance to tie the game at the end. I mm-hmm. saw a Dory Jackson sighting. Did you see that? Oh, stop. Yeah, the pick six. Yeah. You still a fan? Six. Or were you ever I when he was here? I was always a fan. So, you know, it, it's just funny how when they leave here, they do really well. <laughs> just, just, just saying, those are facts. They do really well. So what is it about this building that they just can't get to their peak? I, I don't know. Stop. He did. He did. A, he has done a fan. He started the last three years there and had no injury issues or nothing. Like, he's done well there. And he's going to get another big contract after this season with somebody else probably. Yeah. He's done a good job. I think, you know, the stink is that he got hurt at the end. Remember that? Didn't they franchise him and then take it off or something? Was that he? Was he the guy? Well, anyway. I, I do remember the franchise. He was the first one being associated with him, yeah. yeah. And then they took it off. And then, you know, he, he had hurt his knee. And, man, when you're playing corner, and then I, I learned this from Samari Ross. Like, dang, man, your, your ankle, you can't play, man. He's all right. You go out there 85% and, and uh. go guard a uh, Plexico Burrs then. Or, yeah. You know, some yeah. of these do. Right. It's different than playing safety or, or line. Or, so, especially us, we play man-to-man. So, he's like, no. So, I, I think they just got upset he couldn't play. His knee was hurt. He never got to 100%. So, I don't always believe the narrative because the tea leaves tell you what the narrative should be in the NFL and teams always try to control the narrative. So, you got to go do your own homework to figure out what you think is real and what is not. And I think he was a good player. You all of a sudden don't become good. All of a sudden you went to another team. He was good when he was here. Yeah. Maybe misused. I don't know. Right. Changes. Exactly. So, you know, that's kind of how I look at it. And he's done well there. I think Logan Ryan actually pushed for him after he actually cut the next year. So uh, the push to say, hey, this guy is legit. Because he played with him with the Titans. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And we need corners, by the way, because all of them going to be free agents. Yeah, we do. Oh, and I, I'm sure Trey Avery said, I wish they were still here, too. Yeah, I bet. Okay, hey, listen, um, that, I wonder what the tea leaves are telling you about 
this year's MVP. MVP is usually designated towards, I think to me it's relative. Mm-hmm. Like the most valuable player, how can that be determined if the most valuable player is the guy that's best suited for your team to give them the best chance to win versus a league-wide thing? Because other than the quarterback, there's really no other positions you can check, look at. Mm-hmm. Maybe Tyreek Hill this year pushes the needle. Maybe CMC, Christian McCaffrey in San Francisco pushes the needle. But last night's matchup between the Niners and the Ravens was supposed to bid two MVP candidates together. Brock Purdy, who's been mentioned, Mm -hmm. and, of course, Lamar Jackson, the things he's been doing. And it seemed to be a huge gap that Lamar has put between he and Brock Purdy with those four interceptions that Brock threw yesterday. The defense for the Ravens did a tremendous job of befuddling him putting him in situations where uh, he really wasn't believing what he was saying, let that ball go, and guess what? <laughs> the, the the Ravens are coming down with it. And Lamar Jackson, good job. Oh, there's a couple of tip balls, too. Yeah, 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 a couple of tip mm-hmm. balls. But Lamar Jackson, with what he's been able to do with the ball in his hands, whether he's throwing it or running it, you've got to give him credit. So, to me, I'm going to ask you this. MVP of the Titans, okay, even though it's a losing Ooh. season for the Titans – who is the Titans' most valuable player in your opinion? But I also, before we go to the break here in just a minute, wanted to see who your NFL MVP is at this point. Is it Lamar Jackson? Is it Tyreek Hill? Chris McCaffrey? Or some other quarterback I'm not mentioning at this point? Uh, Well, going into the game, before the game, I would say uh, Lamar Jackson, Purdy, McCaffrey, as well as Tyreek Hill. Those were my top right. four candidates, at right. least for me. Uh, I really wanted to see, and I want to see Tyreek Hill get it, only because... He's going to set a record in the National Football League if he gets the record. Yeah, and and I just feel like you should be rewarded in some form or fashion if he does something that's never been done in the NFL. And that's just me, though. Now, no, that makes to sense. Your point that makes sense. Uh, you know, like, is the you know it's really a quarterback award. Uh, if not, I Lamar Jackson is played under the radar really well, and and they got to show in this game whether Purdy threw four interceptions or not. I just I feel like McCaffrey really is what's make that team go. Uh, for me. So he would have been ahead of uh, Purdy before that game uh, for me. But Lamar and Tariq Hill, were, they were at the top. They, Yeah, th- those were my top two candidates. And then after that, McCaffrey's doing something really just to stay healthy and, and run and receive is doing is really good. So that'll be interesting. I just a running back hadn't gotten it in a while. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of changed. So that's kind of where I was at. And I'm going to stick with that. I, I wish I would have. I want to see Purdy give a little burst there at the end. I know he. Got taken out because he had a stinger. To see if he could actually bring him back a little bit, yeah. so it could kind of level the playing field there. Because it was a rough day for him and the 49ers. They lost Trent Williams, as you know, losing your mm-hmm. best tackle, being a tackle yourself. I mean, that's, that's tough sledding. Uh, so he got pressure a lot. So yeah, that that would probably be my lead candidate. I want yeah. to rekill to get it. I think we misconstrue sometimes, in my opinion, mm-hmm. uh, MVP for best player because that's the way we yeah. look at the MVP as the best I, I player agree. in the league. Okay, I so agree. that's a comp- separate conversation mm-hmm. for me. For for me, there are 32 MVPs because it's the MVP, most valuable player, to your team, okay? That's why I'm asking the Very question true. on the other side. Right, we will. Who is the Titans MVP? Even though it's a losing season, you still got to look at the player who you think is the best. Too. Yeah, yeah the that's calls. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. 737-1045, okay. yeah. jump on right Good now. Like MVP it. of the Titans when we come back. Stick around for more Blaine and Mickey. I'm Brad Hopkins. He is Blaine Bishop. We will be right back. Let's see. Something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're, we're right here, ma'am. Our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at cumulusboost.com. 
Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Tighten up. Welcome back, y'all. It's Blaine and Mickey. I'm Brad Hopkins filling in for Mickey Ryan. And he's Blaine Bishop, as always. And when we last left you, we were talking about MVPs. MVP meaning most valuable player to the team. And this is the specific conversation. You can join us here as well. 737-1045 if you've got a take on the most valuable Titan Mm. to this point. I think there's been some exciting conversation around the future surrounding Will Levis, especially a guy that was taken in the second round. Uh, Of course, the plan would have been, if the Titans could have pulled it off, to take him in the first round because I think that they wanted to get back in to do that. But they aggressively in day two moved up to get him. So I'm sure that he's a candidate. Derrick Henry finished the day yesterday a lot better than he did against, um, who was the team before? The uh, The Texans. The Texans, right. We had 18 yards, 19 yards, something crazy like that. He had 10 yards on 20 touches. (laughs) It's laughable. But 88 yards on 19 carries this last game was a, a lot better performance than what we saw from him the week before. So, obviously, he's been the, the bell cow for this team for a number of years. So, if you had Derrick Henry on your MVP list, that would make sense. Taji Spears has really shown uh, his value, so to speak. I like when he gets the ball in his hands, a shifty running back, someone that's not easily taken down in those first couple of steps. Um, it, Jeffrey Simmons. We even go switch to the defensive side of the ball because very rarely, even in our MVP discussion through the NFL, Blaine, nobody mentioned anything about like a, a T.J. Watt or a – Always you know, hate on us defensive players, man. Crazy? Yeah, crazy? man. They have mentioned offensive tackle before us. <laughs> I don't say that like it's a bad, like a bad thing. I mean, good night. Tackles oh, are a premium nowadays. Man, it's so hard to get after him. All the rules are set up for the offensive guys. Well, I'm going to get you in this, on this discussion too, okay. Joseph. But let's start with you, Blaine. So if the Titans had to label an MVP – someone that they would say is their most valuable player. Mm -hmm. Who would you say that that is for 2023? Well, that's a real complex question. And the reason why I say that is because how I would go about it is I'm going to look at each position uh, side of the ball. Let's just say that. So I'm going to start with special teams. Folk has been special besides the one extra point he missed. He's been really good all season, very consistent, especially a a guy that uh, they need the consistency. Uh, So I, I would go there. Defensively, I have to say it's Autry. So I'm going to break it down. Yeah, yeah. Danico. Uh, yeah, he, he's been phenomenal. He's having a career year with 11 sacks right now. or he's more than he, that. Uh, he got a half well, a sack half on, half. on so Sunday. He's so he's 11 and a half, yes. Yeah. So that's kind of, I'm going to go there. So I'm going to break it down. Then on offense, I'm a little conflicted here, but I'm going Levis D-Hop. Yeah. Levis D-Hop. See that? Uh, be, because we got to see Tannehill yesterday who didn't look so good because he's not throwing the ball downfield a, a little bit. That Levis. Four so targets for D-Hop yesterday. Probably leaning more towards What's D-Hop, I, I would say, for yeah. me personally, uh, because he's exactly what I thought he would be. So then now I take that those three guys and say, who, who do I think yeah. is the MVP? And that's a tough one. I, I, <laughs> I'm probably yeah. going to lean with D-Hop. Yeah, yeah, D Hop. It's because he's gonna he's gonna get he's what he's sixty yards from a thousand yards. He's at uh, nine forty three, I believe. Nine thirty nine is where he's so at. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. nine thirty nine. So uh, 
I, I'm probably going D-Hop, but, I mean, Levis is part of that whole equation. So that's why it's hard for me to, eh, but he's a young rookie quarterback, and D-Hop is kind of showing him the rope. So I, I give D-Hop, especially with his leadership skills behind the scenes, uh, even on the field, you can just see it. So I'm going to go D-Hop, even though I, I love what Autry's done this year. I think he's played at a Pro Bowl level. I just don't think anybody's going to vote for any really anybody on the Titans uh, besides maybe D-Hop for a Pro Bowl. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I'm going to go D-Hop. Okay. Yep, I'm going to go D-Hop. You can break it down what you got, Banana. Yes. Banana's what you got. So on defense, I'm with you with Nico Autry. Uh, mm-hmm. Just the absolute masterpiece of consistency right there um, and has been in his entire time here. I, mm-hmm. I would love for them to bring him back. Uh, you know, he's done it with Big Jeff. He's done it without Big Jeff. Yep. He's done it with role players. He's done it with starters. Inside, outside. He, he yep. has just done everything that you need from his position and from him as a veteran player. Um, Harold Landry is also a sneaky uh, a sneaky pick for that, too, on the defensive yeah. side. Especially, maybe not at the beginning of the season, but ever since that bye week, he's been mm-hmm. one of the top pass rushers in the NFL um, and so he's a sneaky pick, but I think because Danico has done it the entire season, he would be my pick for defense. And offense, I'm going to go with DeAndre Hopkins, uh, but not just because of his stats, just because of what he's brought to this offense and giving Will Levis that kind of that safety outlet, but one that's producing a, a, a lot game in and game out. Um, and so I, I think without him, this offense is – significantly worse and it is already not that good we already mentioned we mentioned the stats last Mm -hmm. week about one of the worst offenses and yards per game since 1994 which you two remember that one oh yeah uh, so uh just because of how he's changed this offense and what he's given and something that's already pretty bad and he's been the biggest bright spot spot and the most consistent bright spot i would probably have to go d hop more than the defensive side yeah, I, I would almost say it's about to be um, unanimous. But D-Hop was on the field yesterday and wasn't targeted but four times. So his effect on the game, I keep saying yesterday, on Sunday rather. Yeah, um, but his effect obviously was minimal with the number of targets that he was you know, receiving. Mm-hmm. So that meant that whoever was at quarterback makes a huge difference. And you kind of touched on that a little bit. He was Will Levis's favorite dude. Will Levis would find him on the field, wherever he was at. And D-Hop still showed his value, too. It wasn't like – some people thought he was going to come in here and be um, – who, who was the guy? Uh, Julio Jones or somebody like that. You know, in the big past, he didn't Moss. make it. Yeah, Randy Moss, yeah. that kind of guy. But no, 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 no. D-Hop still has a lot left in the tank. I don't know if we figure him into the plans next year oh, absolutely. to be a pivotal part of it. Right. Now, hopefully he is because he's shown that he still can be, with that catch radius, a, a valuable asset to this mm-hmm. offense. And he and Will Levis are on the same page as to where we saw yesterday Ryan Tannehill and he were not on the same page. So I'm going to say Will Levis only because we did say – now, I thought about Jeffrey Simmons as well. But we saw the Titans' defense really get after uh, Tua Tagovailoa and company down there in Miami, minus um, the big Jeff in the middle. Big Jeff came in, and after getting the, the, the bag, so to speak, has really shown that he is, hey, he's about playing football. He's not about getting rich, right? Coming in and making plays. I think he's blocking on offense, catching touchdowns. I mean, he was doing a lot of things that, they, that you know, most guys at that position wouldn't do, especially – you know, given the circumstances. So he would be a candidate. But I'm just going to have to go back to the offensive side of the football and say that Will Levis really made a difference, and you saw the, a lot more consistency with him under center in just a short period of time. What do you got, Bananas? Just my counterpoint to that in terms of D-hop over Levis, do you think that Will Levis has the same type of season he was having 
if D-Hop wasn't on this team? Do you think he finds, you know, maybe a Traylon Burks if, if he stays on the field, a Nick Westbury Aquina? Do you think he has that same connection with one of those guys if D-Hop hadn't signed here? Because that, that, that's the only point. I get what you're saying because yeah. I agree. The offense completely changed when, when Levis got here, and, and it looked like it, a spark lit up. You know, even if they weren't winning a ton of games, you could still see something change. But if D-Hop wasn't here, does that spark even happen? I'm being a realist, though. It should be co-MVP between the two of them, actually, because uh, D-Hop was healthy. You know, was still able to make some of those same plays that he would have made if Will Levis were under quarterback. It's just that Ryan and he weren't on the same page, and he couldn't find him with consistency. I mean, you think about it. Him being on the field, his presence, you know, was drawing penalties, all these things, because you have to pay attention to where D-Hop is on the field at all times. But you also have to have a guy to get him the football. Because if he wasn't targeted as many times as Will Levis targeted him this year, and sure, you have to have somebody that can impact the game like D-Hop did for him to be a favorite target of Will Levis. Because if D-Hop weren't here, who would he find? You know, I think there have been a number of occasions where uh, 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 Nick Westbrook, Akine, or, or, or Kyle Phillips, or uh, uh, Traylon Burks, any one of those guys could have stepped up. But no one has had that kind of impression that D-Hop has had in just one year here as a Titan. So... Yeah, I think there may be opportunities in the future for one of those guys, especially a first-round pick from just a couple of years ago, to really make that kind of an impact. But we definitely saw the difference between um, uh, Will Levis being in the huddle and Ryan Tannehill being in the huddle. And before this, I was I was saying, I remember when Ryan first got hurt, and I was saying, you never lose your job to you know injury and whatnot, you know. But then when you saw Ryan get back in, and after having a week working with the ones, and I think that makes a huge difference, you know, the week of preparation up to the up to when you start we still didn't see that much of a, an improvement in the offense when the veteran was back in there, which kind of showed whether, you know, it was Will Levis being able to stand in the pocket. Not, he got hit just as many times as Ryan Tannehill did, but I, what was he, sacked six times and hit eight more times or something like that? Mm-hmm. Especially in crucial moments, like in that last two-minute drive that they needed him to score some points, to get like, at least down in the field goal range to tie that. the game. Good night, bro. I mean, just get the ball out of your hands. And I don't know what's up with that last play, Blaine, where they threw to the sideline and, and, uh, and whatchamacall didn't get out of bounds and the clock just runs out and mm-hmm. next thing you know the game's over. But that was decision-making coupled with taking a couple of ill-advised sacks. You know, I'm not sure that would have happened if he, number eight was in there. He threw a couple murder balls, too. And, and, <laughs> what is a murder ball? Like, he, he, led, he put his receivers uh, in harm's uh, way. Uh, and uh, Traylon Burks specifically on a – where Traylon Burks got open and, and found a hole and he threw it behind him and then Traylon Burks got knocked on his back. Yeah. And his head hit scary second because he got up slow, but he was they fine. They called a penalty on that one, didn't they? Uh, yes, that, I think that was the one yeah, where, uh, where where he got the penalty. So, um, <laughs> But Ryan Tannehill was not on it uh, yesterday, especially early. He looked a little better in the second half outside of that last drive, but definitely didn't. You could see that they weren't gelling as well as Will Levis was when he was yeah. in there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I actually agree with uh, Vrabel's uh, – analysis to uh, leave Levis out there uh, when uh, Tannehill got hurt because he wasn't playing up to stuff and he wasn't playing as good as yeah. he was before he got injured. So I, I really thought that was a great decision. And I completely agree with it because of his big playability and his big arm. And he could throw off of different platforms, which Tannehill doesn't. So as you saw, when he sat in the pocket, his first read wasn't there. He'd hold on to the ball. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what the heck are you doing? You've been in this league too way too long to know you need to throw the ball away or have your outlet, you know, dump down. So I, I was really intrigued. If, if he doesn't play uh, better than that the next game, I, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Malik Willis starts. 
And, and I, I'm saying oh, that wow. not even that I'm a believer in Malik Willis. I'm just saying, why not put him out there and see what he can do? See if he's gotten better so you can get a jump start on whether he's going to be on this roster at all. Or are we just going to let him go? Or maybe he increases his trade value. I don't know. Maybe somebody feels like they could fix him. I don't know. But, man, I, I was thoroughly disappointed. I, I'm I'm sorry. Now, I, I like Tannehill, but I, I didn't like yeah. the way he played. I like I, him, too. Mm-hmm. But it's just the fact that – I, I thought the, the future the future for him, if he were to stick around in Tennessee, just to be a veteran presence for a young quarterback if things were to go wrong, like him getting hurt for a couple of games, I thought that Ryan Tannehill could, you know, play that role. You talking but about for next year? For next year. Oh. But before I saw this last game, I'm like, eh, you know, maybe there's another Flacco type out there that can, <laughs> that can come in and do some stuff. So, you know? well, okay, let's go back to your premise. Have you ever seen a starting quarterback in the National Football League Get cut from that team and then actually be the backup the next year, the no, next season. I don't think so. As much as I think they should have a veteran backup next yeah. year, I just don't think it'll be Tenny. I wish it could be, but I, I just think he's going to go somewhere else just because that's kind of how it all You think he can be a starter somewhere else? Uh, I don't know. I just said start, start or backup. I, I, yeah, I don't know. So I don't, based, after that performance, I say backup. Yeah, man, based he didn't on show how, anything. Based on the trends of this season, just yeah. assuming that it continues next year, which. Who, what's to say it won't? He will start multiple games next year in the NFL, even if he because somebody may get hurt. Backup, because yeah, somebody get hurt. It's fifty-seven quarterbacks started in the NFL this year. It seems like Ryan Tannehill did not do well under pressure, and when you have an offensive line that is as dysfunctional as the one that he and Will Levis were dealing with this year, you have to be you know really elite with the football if you're going to make a difference. Other than that, you're going to drown, like we've seen in a couple couple of occasions. You know, Will Levis with his young body being able to take those shots and and recover, you know, it just really didn't make that much of a difference. But he was taking just as many hits as the ones that we saw on Sunday. It's just that, you know, at this point, Ryan Tannehill needs to be able to work in a pocket that is a lot easier to navigate. So Vrabel's reasoning for putting Tannehill in the game was because he's the backup quarterback. He gives the team the best chance to win. Sure, That's not what I saw in that last drive. It's just not. And I'm not saying Malik Malik Willis would have done better, but you got to think like if that's what you're going to get from your from your best starting quarterback, why not go see what you have in, in Willis and just just see if he's even going to be on the roster in 2024. Yeah, that's what I. Just what said. year would that be for him next year, Malik? That would be his Three. third year. Mm-hmm. So would that be considered? He's vested. Would that be considered a quote unquote veteran to back up the starter? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, that. right? No. Yeah. Or do we need he, a double digit guy? Of, well, a veteran also attached to that is experience. There you, that's, yeah. And he doesn't Touché. have that. And that. So he's still a young quarterback because he hasn't had a lot of starts under his belt. So that's the only thing. You just hope that he can be. I just I just can't see him. The best case scenario, he's going to be on the practice squad because they want a veteran guy as a backup. I, I just don't see him being on the practice squad again next year and being that third guy. If you three years in and you still haven't made progress, I was like, being a third-round pick. It would be different if he was undrafted. And then he, you know, you, it's, it's like, man, it, it's, that's why I want to see him in a game and start from getting and see if he continues to progress and give me somewhat light at the end of the time. I'm like, eh, maybe. All I want him to do is say maybe to some other teams. Yeah, what you're saying is that Malik Willis may be safe on our practice squad because we all know that practice squad players are available for anybody to sign. Right. That's right true. to your 53 true. man. Yeah. So if there was really not that much of an improvement in his game since he was a rookie, then <laughs> I don't just know if I would bring him back on the practice squad because I'm, I haven't seen the progress. So that's oh, why wow. I want to play him. Mm. That's why oh, I want so to play him. Oh, so you just want to see what we got. Yeah. 
I want to see progression. I want to see if in a live game, not no practice, not no preseason, a live game, if he's improved and is going through his progression reads, especially with this kind of offensive line, who played better in this last game, considering uh, even though they got still sacked a So lot. the season's over for the Titans pretty yeah. much as far as the yeah, you know, that's playoffs. Why, like, why not so, see Okay. And so Will Levis is 70%. You just don't want to start him. You want to see what you got in Malik Willis. I, I'm not this game. I would start him the last game. Down in game. Houston. Yeah, I'd start him the last game. Malik Willis. You got two I more games. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would want to see if Tanny Hill can rebound and play better because oh, okay. he, he was rusty. He rusty. But he went the whole game. That's what – that, that, that doesn't make sit well with me for a veteran. I could get you've been sitting for some weeks, six, yeah. eight weeks. So now after that first quarter, he should have been on point. He should have been on point. Just the same reason why I thought he should have played in the preseason because he had a lower body injury. Your arm is an extension of your legs. So you needed him to play, and that's why he played like crap against the Saints because he wasn't sharp. He missed two guys wide open. They would have won that game. So he came back then after being injured again and then looked rusty. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he he's that dude again. I mean, like what he was playing with before. So I want to. I want to see if he can rebound, even actually to help himself to show that because he still believes. You know how we are as athletes. He still believes he's a starter in this league. If not, he shouldn't be playing. He should believe that he is, regardless if we watching him or not. He should believe that. So I want to see if he plays better this next game. And he cannot be rusty like that. They did a decent job considering where they're at in their careers as the offensive line. They had time. He was standing there baking that thing like a pancake. <laughs> I'm like, come on, bro. Let the ball go. Let it Almost like he was playing not to make a mistake. It was really yeah, entertaining. Was. I've never seen stuff like that out of Tannehill. Like, dang, man. It seems like most of Tim Kelly's offenses, and even going back to Art Smith's offenses, were predicated on 22 making a difference. But to have 22 take over a ball game, you've got to win the line of scrimmage, and that's something that has been a challenge for the Titans this year. So, in other words, the quarterbacks that the Titans employ usually benefit from a stout running attack, right, where Derrick Henry is at least getting some good carries, getting mm-hmm. some good yards, and you don't have the third and, man, third and long to deal with where the pocket gets compromised, you know, quarterback getting hurt and everything else is going on. So I just don't think that there was much balance, mm-hmm. right? And we were leaning too much on guys that leaned on the balanced attack more so than anything else. So maybe if if and we keep going back to this whole thing, we saw, we talked about this from week one, even in preseason, the line struggles have definitely affected this the productivity of the quarterbacks and the efficiency of this offense. So maybe a different pocket. You know, one that was more manageable would produce a better uh, Ryan Tannehill or uh, Will Levis at this point. But well, hopefully, sure. hopefully next year, I don't know what you do first. Do you, do you find a compliment to, to, to Traylon Burks? He ain't going anywhere for at least a couple more years. Uh, D-Hop hopefully will be re-signed or come back. Well, he has one more year. You got one more year on his contract? Yeah. Well, good. So he'll, he should be back. But then do you start thinking about the future and matching up, you know, a, a Debo Samuel Brock Purdy kind of situation where we've got these two that are going to be throwing to each other for – for a number of years, mm. or do we then start going to protection like that big boy down in Georgia? You know, one of these guys is supposed to be a first round yeah, pick. Some of the Notre to be Dame a body guy, guard. the Georgia guy. Right, I mean, I'm just, right. I don't know their name. But that's a five. When's the last time we picked a lineman that high, though? Uh, Pan, uh, the, the guy who, Isaiah Wilson? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was the first. Yeah, that was the that's was he a top five pick, though. Oh, no. He, no, 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 top five, but he was yeah. first round pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and then no, no, it, it's hard to get yeah. that top five. I think that was uh, what was Marcus? He, Marcus Mariota was was he? Mariota was he was top he was top five pick. He definitely was, a top five pick. Yeah, I think so. Hey, Mariota, he was uh, second. He was second. Winston yeah, was Mariota first. was uh, was number, number two. two. Yeah, yeah. yeah Winston was first. Yeah. Neither hey, we gotta step away. It's the time to take a break. 
This is Blaine and Mickey. Get on the phone, 737-1045. On the other side of the hour, number two, Coach Dave McGinnis will be joining us, and he'll give us his thoughts about what he saw on Sunday and maybe even some other minutia around the NFL. I'm Brad Hopkins. Searching HVAC near here. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Wow. Nobody local? Huh. Wait, what? We are an HVAC company literally in your neighborhood. Why is she not seeing us? Just all the big chains. Well, it is what it is. What in the... Can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local HVAC providers. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hopkins, he's playing Bishop. We will be right back. Uh, welcome back to Blaine and Mickey. According to Tankathon, the Titans have the seventh pick <laughs> coming in this year. I thought they were five. I, I can't they believe that's five. even a sight, so, Tankathon. So they were five. Oh, what I happened? Know Who lost so, the one? Uh, yesterday, with the, uh, with the Raiders winning, the Giants losing, it kind of oh, shi- okay. shifted some things around. So they are guaranteed a top ten pick, as yes, you said. Yes, the lowest break. that they can pick is ninth. Oh. Yeah, and, and our, obviously the chat board was uh, giving us some education on Linemen that were picked high in the draft. Jack Conklin's oh. name came up. LeJuan was you, 10. Taylor LeJuan was 11. Oh, well, he's 11. What were yeah. you? I was 13. Oh. Yeah. So that was, um, I think Ooh, Taylor was back high, in boy, 2000. That's big money right there, man. Shut your mouth. Woo! <laughs> 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 yeah, anyway, that's, so. that's when you know them super-duper athletes, man. They just <laughs> <laughs> first round. You're, you're done, bro. You're nah, done. Everybody, you know, everybody <laughs> dreamed of being in the first oh round. I God, did, too. And dude. I was like, dang, can I at least get drafted? And they said, yeah, Blaine, since you're crying, and we will. So we'll draft you. Um, <laughs> so 13 you know, and I was 214. I was supposed oh, to be five. Just think how long I was waiting, crying. I was actually supposed to be 14. I was supposed to be a Cleveland Brown. What do you, how do you mean? How do you you were for, for, you were thirteen? What do you mean? How well, you were supposed to be fourteen? Because Bill Belichick was the coach of the Browns at the time, and he traveled to Champaign on a few different occasions to figure oh, out what my game was like. Yeah, oh, he oh. went a couple, a few times. Like, oh no, yeah. just to see what we were watching film together, see what it was like. And Nick Saban was the defensive coordinator right, at that time, time too. Yeah. How cool would that have been? But anyway, um, I think the Titans got wind of that. Excuse me, the Oilers it's got wind of that mm-hmm. and traded with the Eagles. Um, for that 13th spot and, and snag me instead. Yeah, they worked no me idea. out, too, multiple times, and they got winning. Who did, the I Eagles? Wasn't, I wasn't very good. The Eagles? <laughs> the Bengals and everybody. Like, damn, man, I'm working out every day. I'm exhausted. Yeah. Because I had to take, you know, hey, man, we're going to be passing through to go see B-Hop. Uh, <laughs> You're stupid. Stop like by. in the Midwest. You work, I just worked out yesterday for, the, for, for like two hours. And then, uh. like, you got to go. I'll, I'll go again, then. Yeah. yeah, I just went every time. I, I just probably hurt myself. Well, let's uh, let's talk a little bit <laughs> about the future, right? Hey. Because uh, when when the when the season isn't as going according to plan, you've got to think about brighter options, right? And the, the future of next year could be bright. We've got our quarterback. We've got, you yeah. know, the, the, there's a backfield that's going to be in place. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether it's Tajay Spears and somebody else or whatever else, but still, uh, there's reason to be excited. So, mm-hmm. with a top ten pick, let's just say seven, because that's what Tankathon says, according to Joseph. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Okay, I never uh, heard that time. With the seventh pick of the yeah. 2024 you, draft. Ha, have you announced one of their picks before? No, I Did have not. Have, have you done it? No, yeah, they don't let you know. Yeah, hey, you know, two fourteen guys do it. They, they, I thought former first rounders do. I mean, yeah, I, that's not how it goes because I haven't been asked to do it. Well, I, I know Eddie and Dice. I'm trying to think who Keith's done it. Keith, done, yeah, they. Done he wasn't even a first rounder. Yeah, he was. I thought he was a second rounder. No, he was. Uh, oh, the that's last, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The last the last you're, you're right. Mm-hmm. My bad. Sorry, Keith, if you're listening. Yeah, my apologies. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But no, yeah. seriously, with I like the chime of that. Anyway, so what do you what do you think when um when Roger gets up there and, and says the Titans have the seventh pick of the draft? Well, first off, where do you think that they should go? And it might be a bit much to ask who they should take. Joseph, you got your hand up. What's going on? So before we do this, let me read who's in front. So you give you kind of an idea. In front, of, what in front uh, of us? The Titans. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Let's so do that. number one is currently the Bears via uh, oh my god, via all those Panthers. picks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number two is Arizona. Dang. Number Ooh, three the is the Commanders. Number four is New England. Number five is the Giants. Mm. Number six is the Chargers. And number seven is Tennessee. Chargers? Yeah, they. Uh, and the only reason the Titans are behind the Chargers is because they won the head-to-head. They need receiver help. Good night. Michael Pittman, those guys are all... Allen, they're always hurt. Anyway, so back to the Titans at number seven. It might be a bit much to you know, put a name to the pick. And I think that we may disagree or agree with the position that needs to be picked. Obviously, I think you can always use some outside weapons, people that stretch the defense and really can make it harder or less manageable to, you know, to attack a a balanced offense. We always talk about protection, too, because a quarterback is only as good as his pocket, and that has been somewhat of an issue. I think that they did good this past year in getting number 77, Peter Skaronsky, in. I think that he's got a bright future. But he could always use a bookend, you know, to help him consistently in that left tackle spot. So might be looking at a LT, uh, might be looking at a receiver, maybe a running back. I don't know, but not with a high pick like that. Maybe I don't think defense really needs that kind of addressing with that high pick. So who do you think, Blaine, the Titans should take in that first round? Um, well, as far as position, because I definitely haven't done any research on players. I know there's all from Notre Dame and some other guys from Georgia, you know, tackles. I think offensive tackle, cornerback, and maybe a weapon, a receiver, are is the positions you should be contemplating with this top pick. Uh, and then you kind of maybe go with the best player on the board. I really want to lean towards the offensive tackle because the it when Vrabel is the head coach, he is has the mindset of physicality, and if you want to be good at what his style as a coach is, you must be able to run the football. So. With that being said, I would lean towards the offensive tackle if I'm uh, under Vrabel's system because it just doesn't work. And it, it really – Dillard's play really just wrecked the whole freaking offensive line. I mean, seriously. And he – by the way, he played in the game in the second half. He started the second half pretty much because Duncan hurt his wrist. Right. Uh, so – and he did an okay job um, considering um, – where he looked no before. No sacks, no pressures allowed by Right, Dillard. exactly. So you go, well, dang. Got to give credit where credit is due, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He he did a halfway decent job. I mean, expectations are high. So, I, you know, he didn't live up to it, and now he's playing, okay, that was kind of weird. Meanwhile, everything else was caving around Tannehill. So I would I would probably go off his tackle. I know it's not sexy. It's not a, you know, skilled position. But man, you if you you in the NFL, you will not have success. And everybody's having issues with their offensive line, by the way. Not everybody, but some there's more teams having just as much trouble, maybe not as bad as the Titans. But man, you gotta show up this offensive line. I think if they just get that one tackle, I think we can find some pieces already here and maybe 
you know, average free agent, that we can fill the gap. I think we can. I really do. And maybe most of the guys, uh, you know, maybe are backups. But I think, man, we got some solid players, I think, in the right spots with a good tackle with Skaronsky. And then maybe uh, if you upgrade maybe at center with a bigger guy, have an athletic guy who can then move and be your guard center guy like Brewer, I think would be great. And then you get a starting guard. Brunskill has done a decent job. I think he has one more year on his deal. So, And then you get a right tackle, which I think maybe you can figure out one of the guys can be a yeah, right tackle. Yeah, one of these dudes that we already right. have, Dylan I think, can Rated, play right. MPF, yeah. or yeah. somebody right. You're yeah. an offensive lineman. I mean, so then I'm thinking, man, these guys now are going to have all this experience, and then now you got some great backups, and then you get that solidified front Five, I mean, man, I think you could be okay pretty quickly. Now you got to jail and have rhythm. And, man, I was on a great team with you guys who had rhythm and almost could, you know, talk to each other without talking to each other. You know, that's yeah. how you want it. It's just hard to come by these days with new players every year moving all around. So I just really want to get the offensive line right. Mm. I really do. I, I do. That That's the only way they're going to have success. You know who I would take in that first round? What position group? Or you know the player? I'll give you the position group and I'll give you the player. When we come back, ah, we got to take a break right now. This is Blaine and Mickey. He's Blaine. I'm Brad. Stick around. Yeah, well, well, it could be. You don't know know what I'm thinking at this point. Anyway, we'll talk about that more on the other side. And at 220, we'll catch up with Coach Dave McGinnis. He's going to give us his his waxings about the game as he saw it, maybe even the future for the Titans as they get ready to go down and play the Texans for the second time in, like, what, a month, three times, something like that? Mm -hmm. It's not that been that long. Either way, stick around. We'll be right back. Yeah, that's why I want to start Malik Willis so, so we can lose. Stop it. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's What Women Binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. Scott Grimes is here Thank with you. us. Voiceover, that is like my dream job. I think I just have too distinctive a voice and I can't manipulate it. That's why I'm right. not a good singer. This is how great Seth MacFarlane is. I went in to do it and I was talking like this and he goes, good, now just get rid of the next thing that you just did because it's one, it's ugly. And then I just came out like this and came up with this guy named Steve Smith who has a tiny little lisp, but so does Scott Grimes, so it's perfect. What Women Binge, wherever you listen.